Welcome, everybody, to the Kona Shane Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I'm here today with Dr. Katie Cutter. Uh, she is the uh, co-founder of Booster Pet, which is a chain of four hospitals in Washington State um, uh, looking to grow and expand. Uh, and you'll hear us talk about that in the coming episode. Uh, I want to say up front, this is not a sponsored episode. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't work with Booster Pet. I've not done any work with Booster Pet. I uh, I talk about how I sort of met Katie. Um, I think that she and Booster Pet are doing something that is, whether you like it or not, it is innovative and it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, you're going to hear about their business model. They are uh, having, in their wellness pet business, they have technicians working remotely with uh, pet owners and the veterinarian it basically does telemedicine while the technician is there. And so the vet is not in the building while the techs are working with pet owners doing wellness exams. Um, it's their business. Uh, it, it, it is it is up and functioning in the state of Washington. And I just, I heard about it and I was like, I have to understand. I have to understand how this works and what it really looks like. And that's what our conversation is today. So guys, uh, buckle up. Um, I had my mind stretched and twisted uh, in this conversation and I think you will as well. Let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Katie Cutter. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm looking forward. I've been looking forward to this. I met you just recently. I was talking to Dr. Bob Lester, who's been on the podcast a number of times, and we were talking about leveraging technicians and technician utilization in the future. And I was sort of saying, you know, I, I very much can foresee a, a future where technicians are working much more independently from doctors than they have been at the past. And uh, Dr. Lester said, well, you've got to talk to Dr. Katie Cutter. She's doing absolutely amazing things with her company, Booster Pet. And so I, I went and I Googled and I, uh, I'm kind of blown away and I, 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 I have questions and I want to understand, yeah. I want to understand what you're doing. And then I just, I just, I have, a, I just have a lot of questions. Uh, and so what I want to do is I just, I'm going to let you lay this out. So before, before I do, let me just say real quick. So you are a veterinarian. Um, you are a boarded uh, ophthalm, a veterinary ophthalmologist. You have owned boutique specialty practices, three of them. You have done so many things. You have just been named uh, DVM 360's Innovator of the Year, which is really cool. Uh, you've done a, a lot, a lot of things. Tell me about Booster Pet. Just lay out for me. What is your, what is your kind of business model? How does this work? Yeah, yeah. Well, Booster Pet was born on the idea that we can just do better in the vet space. So it's no surprise to, to I think anyone who'd be listening to this podcast that the veterinary industry, you know, has, has been in a crisis for a bit as far as staffing. And that crisis creates you know, a hamster wheel of problems that we that we ride out in the clinic every day. And a lot of the a lot of what we see um, that create the stress in the veterinary clinic certainly result from some practice inefficiencies um, that that we have, and we don't leverage our talent in new and novel ways um, to create just a better life for the people that that provide the services to the pet owners. And so, Booster Pet is really focused on how can we provide a better life for our veterinary technicians, our veterinarians, so that they have you know more left in the tank. Um, to give to the community and to give to themselves, um, so that's the that's the whole that's the whole passion project that Booster Pet 
is. And so we started by saying like, hey, you know, our, our LVTs that are out there, they're very, very capable. And all too often, they're under leveraged in the clinic. And we can really do a lot more with our LVTs. And by, by doing so, we can actually raise their pay scale and create efficiencies in the clinic to, to take some of the burden also off the veterinarian. So to make kind of everyone's life a little bit better in the clinic. And so at Booster Pet, yeah. for our wellness portion of the exams, we elevate the LVT into kind of that physician's assistant, nurse practitioner um, kind of role um, by utilizing um, in-clinic telemedicine for their veterinarian, um, for part of their veterinarian support um, through those, um, through those yeah. wellness exams. So t- talk to me a little bit about that. So the way it was described mm-hmm. to me was basically uh, you have you have technicians that are working uh, by themselves, right? And then they have they have access to veterinarians through telemedicine to kind of oversee what they're doing. Is that is that accurate? It's 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 pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, most most times people okay. are like, "How does that even work?" Right? And then they come into the clinic and they're like, "Oh my god, this is this is really really cool." <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. So for for a wellness appointment, so you know, a client would would come in um, with their pet, the LVT and the VA, um, greet the client get them into the exam room, um, take the take the history and do the physical exam, things like that, put all the notes into the medical record. We leverage technology in the form of, you know, uh, Bluetooth stethoscope. So heart and lung sounds get recorded and uploaded automatically to a database um, that can be accessed from anywhere. Um, you know, anything that can be documented with a picture or video, things like that we do. And when um, we're ready for that veterinary consultation, um, the veterinarian zooms into the exam room and, um, and has that, has that interaction real time, but, um, but through that in-clinic telemedicine approach, um, with the owner and the technician, they talk about what's going on with the pet. And usually it's like, oh, well, Fluffy is here for, you know, the, you know, DHP, PPL booster. And, uh, and we're, we're set to go with that, right. Something like that. Um, so these are only wellness appointments, right? And um, and um, yeah, then the when everyone comes to a consensus that we're okay, we're on the same game plan. This is going to be what's happening today. The veterinarian pieces out, and the LVT and VA team complete the treatment, and then um, the owner the owner is able to to go home, and um, they were able to get an exam in a timely fashion, get the services that they needed, and you know in an economical way, and. Um, we're able to pay our techs more because they're actually in a revenue generating um, capacity. We also do have urgent care services at our hospital. So there is um, also some direct veterinarian action for cases that are new, new clients. Or, you know, every now and then there's someone who schedules a wellness appointment, but you're like, mm. <laughs> this actually doesn't doesn't fit yeah. the parameters of what we feel is it, you know, it would be. Um, acceptable for us to move forward with an in-clinic telemedicine appointment. And so um, those will get shifted over to the urgent care side of the house. That totally makes sense. Okay, now mm-hmm. questions. Um, I'm imagining uh, a sort of a spa- like a space age white plastic room with like a, a wall screen <laughs> like Star Trek. You know what I mean? And the doctor right. appears and the doctor appears on the screen and, and everyone is there in the room together and they all sort of talk it out from start mm-hmm. to finish. Is, is that accurate? I, I guess what I'm really digging at is is there back channel communication? Because a lot of times my techs come out of the room and they're like, "Look, before you go in there, you should know this." Um, th- like, is is it is, is every, like I think any of us would wonder, like, 
how do I, yeah, how do I get, you know, give me the heads up here on what I'm walking into virtually. Um, is, is there any sort of back channel communication? Is it all 100% we're all together in a room and we talk it through from start to finish in front of the pet owner? Uh, help, me, help me see that vision. There's, there's both. So definitely when the technician is ready for the exam, um, we have a platform where the, the, um, the wellness veterinarian gets message, Hey, I'm ready, you know, and, and, um, you know, this clinic exam room one when you're ready. And so if there's anything that the veterinarian needs a heads up on, like, Hey, you know, they were, they were 15 minutes late, but they, you know, they have a, you yeah. know, a dinner appointment here and, you know, like we're trying to speed this through or any, anything like that. Hey, I, I yeah, you know, they came in for our wellness, exam. but I really have, yeah, I really have a question about something I found on my exam. Da, 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 da. Um, that all happens through that. Uh, initially through, it's like a, it's like a text messaging application. Um, but then we can have real time right. phone um, and video chat um, that can either be in front of the owner or, or not in front of the owner, depending on, um, depending on what would be most appropriate. Yeah, because it would be it would be kind of weird if you had some things that you needed that you needed to talk about discreetly sometimes, right? In order to set the stage, right? Every every veterinarian needs to have a little bit of a stage setting before walking into that room cold. And so, yeah, we do have that that um, system in yeah. place. Not not in not in a bad mm-hmm. way, you know. I, I'm just thinking of things like uh, there's a married couple here and <laughs> they're actively fighting with each right. other about something not related to the pet. Right. And you should just know that before you go right. in there. Like, I, I, I'm just curious how those signals get sent. Right. Those have saved me so many times. And I was just curious. Right. Um, I, so tell me about tell me about visualization. So so there's a screen on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all that the vet can see is like from the screen? I'm assuming you have do you have other kind of cameras? You said you've sort of film everything. Uh, how, what do you get to see? Yeah, we don't record um, the exams, mm-hmm. just like, you know, regular veterinarian exams are, are okay. recorded. Um, that would just take up a lot of a lot of database. But we do have uh, other cameras that we can utilize that um, are, are portable. So if the veterinarian's like, hey, I, you know, I'd like to get a better look at, you know, the teeth or, um, you know, yeah. let me see that skin lesion, that hot spot that you were talking about, something like that, that we can zoom into that. And that can be, you know, real time or we can take pictures from that or whatever. That totally, I was just like, let me see those ears. I, those are the things I was, I was sort of thinking of. Okay, that that totally right. makes sense. Right. What do the pet owners think about this? Do they, like, I, it's on your website, you're very clear. You're like, yeah. this is what is going to happen when you get here, which I think is great. I'm sure that they still don't get it or uh, they, they've got to be surprised. What, what do you hear from the pet owners when they walk in and they're like, no, you're not actually going to shake the doctor's hand? What, yeah. what is that like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, most pet owners, especially this day and age, um, are so appreciative that they were just able to get in and be seen that they're actually, they're just super like, wow, this was, this was different, but this was great. And this, like, I got the service that I needed. I didn't have to wait for weeks or, you know, a lot of people are getting new puppies and there are a lot of clinics in our area, at least that aren't even taking new clients. Right. So, you know, they have a puppy that needs a round of vaccinations, they're getting ready to go out of town. They can't even board the puppy, right, until these vaccinations are completed. Um, and and we can usually fit them in within a couple of days, right, at, at any one of our clinics. And so they're they're mostly just filled with gratitude. Um, a lot of people got used to using telemedicine for their own health issues during COVID, right? So I think in a pre-COVID environment, it would seem super funky um, for owners to walk in yeah. and be like, Ooh, what is this? Um, but COVID changed the landscape for people's comfort level with with telemedicine for their own needs, for their ch- children's needs. And um, there's an expectation that they should be able to get 
convenient care for simple things, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and unfortunately, with the systems that we have in place in most clinics, like it's it's really hard to provide convenient care for simple things. A lot of times, when the clinic is swamped, you know, their appointment schedule is full, they're short staffed, you know. Um, so so the pet owners are feeling that, um, and so we need to. You know, this isn't the only mechanism; it's a mechanism. And and so what we see with the pet owners is just is just that gratitude um, that's there. Every now and then we have someone that's like, "Dude, <laughs> like, I'm not not comfortable with this," and yeah. we like totally get it. Let's help. Let's help you find. Let's help you find a yeah. more conventional veterinary hospital um, that would be a better fit for you. Yeah. I think that's I think that's unescapable, and 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 seems like you have a really healthy approach on it. Do. Do you get, and I, I'm just thinking of this through the lens of being a veterinarian. Tell me about client loyalty. Are, are there clients that are just like, do they connect to the veterinarian individually that way? Do you, do you, do you see people who go, oh, I only want to see Dr. Smith because when I go, she's the one who appears on the screen and I like her. Yeah. Or is it just a different, a different dynamic when someone's on the screen? Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to think about what that, what that experience would be like. Have you noticed a, a difference there? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's necessarily a, difference in the client loyalty. We, you know, our, our wellness veterinarians are amazing. Um, and we really search mm -hmm. for people who can, you know, kind of reach through the screen <laughs> almost and, and make people feel really welcome. So I think a lot of our, our clients still feel a connection with a veterinarian. You know, what does shift is that we see a lot more loyalty to the veterinary technician, Right. So our veterinary technicians are the ones that, you know, they do a lot of the handholding with the clients and um, a lot of the, you know, explaining and the, you know, the, this is this is what's going on and this is why we're doing this today and things like that. Um, and so they have they have a kind of a front and center appearance with that client, which a lot of clinics don't don't have in place. And so I would say the loyalty, they're still loyal to the veterinarians, but um, but we see a lot more loyalty bridging to the to the technicians. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Hey guys, I just want to hop in really quick and give a quick plug. The Uncharted Veterinary Conference is coming in April. Guys, I founded the Uncharted Veterinary Conference in 2017. It is a one-of-a-kind conference. It is all about business. It is about internal communications, working effectively inside your practice. If you're a leader, that means you can be a medical director. It means you can be an associate vet who really wants to work well with your technicians. It means you can be a head technician, a head CSR. You can be a practice owner, practice manager, multi-site manager, multi-site uh, medical director. We work with a lot of those people. This is all about building systems, setting expectations to work effectively with your people. Guys, Uncharted is a peer mentorship conference. That means that we come together and there is a lot of discussion. We create a significant percentage of the uh, schedule, the agenda at the event, which means we're going to talk about the things that you are interested in. Uh, it is, always, as I said, business communication focused, but uh, lots of freedom inside that to make sure that you get to talk about what you want to talk about. We really prioritize people being able to have one-on-one -on -one conversations, to pick people's brains, to get advice from people who have wrestled with the problems that they are currently wrestled with. We make all that stuff happen. If you want to come to a conference where you do not sit and get lectured at, but you work on your own practice, your own challenges, your own growth and development. That's what Uncharted is. Take a chance. Give us, uh, give us a look. Come and check it out. It is in April. I'll put a link in the show notes for registration. Um, ask anybody who's been. It's something special. All right, let's get back into this episode.
What is, what is what is the technician experience coming into this? Do you have technicians who, who show up and go, this is this is not what I thought, or this is, I, I don't like this, or this is more than I can chew? I, I'm certain you have technicians who come in and go, this is great. What, what is the technician experience? I'm sure it's a mixed bag, but but help me, help me. How do they respond to it? Help me, help me yeah. get my head around that. Yeah, you know, it's, um. so I find that technicians, like we kind of have like, just like, just like with veterinarians, there's kind of like two main varieties of, sorry, my, my daughter painted my fingernails there. So <laughs> earlier this morning, so it's a little, <laughs> looks like I just like killed something here. Um, but no, so I feel like the, the um, technicians and the veterinarians kind of come in two flavors to be like, just really broad. There's the ones that like, like kind of the urgent care uh-huh. and the emergency medicine and the procedures. Like, like they, they kind of like that fast pace, this, sick cases. And then there's the ones that like more of the client interaction and in, in the wellness cases, right? So we have technicians that come to us and there's some technicians that overlap the entire spectrum. Like they work urgent care, they work procedures, they can work wellness, they they kind of do it all. But um, but we do sort, sort through those technicians, the ones that really want to be client facing and the really the ones that want to be on those wellness cases. Um, and for them, the platform really resonates for them. I had one technician pull me aside last month and, and she had just been working um, with us for, I want to say it's like, you know, 30 or 60 days. She pulled me aside and she was like, oh my God, I feel like this is like rehab for techs. And I was like, <laughs> can you explain that a little further? And she's like, I've, you know, I've been, we, we t- typically, because our, our pay scale is higher. So we, we typically, you know, are drawing from a, a really experienced tech pool. And so these are technicians that have, you know, worked in the field for 15, 20 years, and they have been in experiences largely where they just feel undervalued um, and feel like there's not a next mm-hmm. level for their career path, either financially or even just professionally. Like I'm kind of capped out yeah. at what I'm going to do. And um, and so I think for for those technicians that it's it's really refreshing to be able to come into a place and and be a part of a team and and to have that leadership role in the clinic as well and to be trusted. Um, so so I think for most of our technicians, like it's it's a breath of fresh air for sure. Oh, I'm sure. Are there special like characteristics or traits you look for in technicians? So, like things that you say these are this is really important in this kind of business model where you're working more independently than you would at other places. Yeah, yeah. So so here <laughs> here you go. Um because the model is yeah, is yeah, it seems like it takes a certain kind of person. I yeah, guess. yeah, no, for sure. You have to really like people, right? You can't just like the dogs and the cats and you know the puppies and the kittens. You have to you have to like their their owners that come with them and really want to help help the people. Um, the pet parents that are in the industry, you have to work well with your, your teammates for sure. You've got to be a a team player. Um, and then we also pair, you know, like I said, most of the time, these are highly experienced technicians, but we do, you know, a training period where we are pairing you up with another, another technician for anywhere from two weeks is the shortest period of time, but somewhat, sometimes up, up to six weeks, depending on how, how the transition is going, um, where there um, there's a lot of handholding to say like, okay, this is you know this is how we greet a client, this is how we do the physical exam, this is how you document things. Like there's there's a lot of um, specifics that we go into um, with our procedures because we are different, right? And we want to make sure that all all the I's are getting dotted and the T's are getting crossed, and so we are more procedure oriented 
um, than a lot of clinics um, are just to make sure that clients have a consistent experience and our techs have an ex a consistent experience. It is new and, um, and that consistency, I think, keeps everyone on the same page for sure. You mentioned before, you know, you try to hire doctors that can kind of reach through the screen and make people sort of feel good or feel safe. Are there characteristics or traits in the doctors that tend to like to do this kind of work that you've seen? Is there is there a certain type of vet personality type when you meet them and say, yeah, you, you would be someone that we would that would probably do well here? I'm just curious. So like any 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 uh, personality uh, pieces that you say, these are the types of doctors that do well here. Yeah, you know what? The most important doctor piece, I, I used to think like, okay, you've got to like love the pet parents. And of course, that's that's a given. I mean, I think that's just a good doctor in general. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to connect sure. with with the people that are making the financial <laughs> decisions for the for the pet in order to get the, you know, to get your plans across. Um, more than anything else is that we have to have doctors that value technicians. And I, I wish that that was something that was universal in our industry. Um, but it's not. And um, there are certainly lots of doctors out there that have practiced for, you know, for quite a long time um, who who haven't worked with technicians in the capacity that we are advocating. And and so, you know, if you come in and you're like, you know, I don't I don't believe in technicians, I don't believe they should be doing this, then you're probably not you're not going to be a good fit for us. Um, yeah. So oh, it's yeah. really yeah, it's really like, hey, are you a team player? Do you really believe in the techs and, and the staff um, and believe in the vision and the model? Do you want to change the industry and do you want to push it forward? And so really it's it's getting people that want to make a change for the better. Like our whole mantra, the whole reason we exist is we want to improve the lives of the veterinary technicians. We want to improve the professional lives of our veterinarians. And so you've got to be dedicated to that cause. And if you're just doing this to clock in and clock out and you're not you're not in it to create that greater difference, like probably not going to be the best fit. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of clocking in and clocking out, what are the what are the veterinarian work schedules like? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, urgent care is urgent. I mean, that's there's nothing novel on really what we do, um, what we do on that side of the house. But okay. the um, yeah, so our um, our wellness veterinarians, um, you know, they can they can work remotely, which is which is a nice. Um, option for veterinarians to be able to have. We have a largely women workforce, and as a mom of three and a CEO and you know fellow veterinarian, like um, time, time, you know, there's not enough of it. Um, and so to have options that I could yeah. still be a professional, I can still be a veterinarian, um, but I have more flexibility to do it a little bit more on the terms that suit me um, is is kind of a novel take on on what a veterinarian um, can be expected to do in our field. And we need to have we need to have, I think, more innovators out there that are looking to be creative with the workforce that we have. Um, and so so we can schedule in, you can yeah. do um, we have some veterinarians that have picked up like a part day shift um, or a full day shift. You know, we have full time veterinarians, part time veterinarians. And so usually it's, you know, the the clinic clinic rounds, all the clinics get on um, a platform together at um, currently it's nine. We're switching it to eight thirty in the morning and um, and we all round together. And so like all the texts, the wellness doctors, everything, we're all, it's like a Brady Bunch Zoom meeting, right? And it's like, hey, you know, this, this is what's happening today, teams. You know, does anyone have any questions with anything on their schedule? Anyone have any questions about cases that you saw yesterday or 
blood work analysis or anything like that. So to really keep that community feel going. And I think the our wellness veterinarians especially appreciate that because you need to feel that connection with the clinic still, right? And that's where our model differs from like a, you know, a can, you know, a, just a, a call-up telemedicine company is that the the clients are in the clinic. You have your LVT, you have staff in the clinic. You actually have a fellow urgent care veterinarian there in the clinic. So you can provide some really meaningful medicine right there. Um, boots on ground, but you need to feel connected to your your team. You need to feel like you're almost like in the clinic. And so we really strive to um, to create that feeling um, and to create that community. So every day before the day starts, everyone meets together face on the screen. And um, and we we talk it out, talk what the day is going to be like. Anyone have any concerns? Anyone need to leave early? Anyone's kid is sick that we need to find coverage for? You know, things like that, the, the basic life stuff that happens. And so that both the community feel of things and um, and the flexibility of the work schedule, um, not only in just the, the hours that, that we offer, um, but also the ability of, you know, being able to, to do it remotely. Um, I think our novel concepts for for veterinarians and very, very well received. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So uh, you have three, three locations now, is that correct? Uh, four. Yep. And then uh, and they're all in the state of Washington? They're all, yeah, they're all in the kind of the greater Seattle area. And we're looking to kind of double our pr- footprint in 2023. So yeah, so right. <laughs> never sit still for long. <laughs> yeah, right. Are, are there, uh, were there any sort of regulatory headaches? Were there things that you had to work around in order to start oh, doing sure. this? I'm sure that you got some pushback from veterinarians who were like, that you can't, you can't do this. I mean, were, were there any actual challenges to you getting up and getting, getting it going? Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, initially we, we were able to get up and going under some COVID legislation that was, um, that was favorable for, for us in, um, in Washington state. Recently, they backed out um, of that legislation. They are, the Board of Governors is reviewing more permanent legislation that would potentially um, be be more compatible with what the COVID legislation was. Um, with, you know, with our, our marriage of, of both, you know, an in-house veterinarian there and the telemedicine things, we were able to to piece together protocols that, you know, that, that check all of our boxes there. And, um, you know, it's, it's not always streamline. I wouldn't say it's the most efficient process that, you know, certainly if we had legislation that could make it more efficient, we would we would be very um, favorable for that. Um, but yeah, we, we've set up our, our protocols, like I said, you know, dot every I and cross every T um, that we have in place to um, to make sure that we fall within the Washington state legislation. And, and, and really, it would work in, you know, I'd say 49 out of the 50 states. How stressful was that? to open up a hospital using, you know, because these things are, are here in place and the pandemic happens and they make this legislation and you're like, right. that's it. We're going to start a business right. with this thing that, that was related to the pandemic. I don't think I could have slept at night. How did you do that? I, I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, there, there you do have some sleepless nights, but I, you know, I think in the long run, like it's, you got to have a passion and you've got to have, your heart's got to be in the right place. Like you've got to be operating from a standpoint of, you know, why am I doing this? Like, we're not doing this to to make gobs of money. Um, although my investors probably don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing this to, to, <laughs> to change the space, right? We're doing this to improve the lives of our veterinary technicians and our veterinarians, because I think they've been overlooked and the stress that they feel in the clinic has been kind of ignored for quite some time. Um, and we, so we need to start 
being better. We need to have better systems in place. So that that's the driver through it. And so we did just focus when we first opened our clinics, we did just focus on the wellness model and then back added urgent care to it Mm -hmm. just because the wellness model is the part that's really different. And so just to say like, hey, is we think it's going to work like on paper, this seems great, but is this really going to work? Like is is this thing that's an idea once we we turn it into a brick and mortar um, living entity? How is that going to fly? And it um, it went amazingly smoothly. And so then back adding urgent care and then knowing, you know, we had, you know, a year and a half knowing that, okay, we're able to do these things under COVID legislation, but that whole year and a half working towards what are we going to do um, if we don't have COVID legislation, when we don't have COVID legislation and what would we want to mm-hmm. do? What would we change to put it in a state that, yeah. you know, that had conventional legislation. So, so those, um, those goals were never, you know, were never ignored, right? We were able to get up and running, um, with some very favorable legislation, which, which really let us prove the proof of concept. Like, does this even work? And we found out yes. And, and owners love it. And, Technicians love it and veterinarians love it. Okay, so now that now that we have that answer, now let's put the systems in place to make it so um, this would be something that would be sustainable in almost every state. If you could go back and tell yourself something when you were getting started with Booster, like <laughs> what would you tell yourself? What, what is the message you would send back in time? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so my, my husband always makes fun of me because I'm always like, I come up with an idea and I'm like, how hard could it be? Like, honestly, like this just seems so simple, right? <laughs> and I've gotten myself into a lot of trouble with that. But, um, and so this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, sister, this is going to be hard. Like, like this is going to be a little bit harder <laughs> than you might initially, um, than you might initially think, but it's also all going to be worth it, right? Like to, to go into the yeah, clinics and to, to see those technician teams working um, to hear their stories of where they're, where they've been and where they are now. It's, it's, it's so fulfilling. And then our veterinarians that, you know, are looking, they're burned out. They're looking for a different opportunity for a different option. Even our urgent care veterinarians, cause you know, we, we do urgent care. Of course we can't do anything just exactly like other people do it. So our urgent care is a little bit different too. No telemedicine involved in that, but um, we really believe in creating systems that are healthy, right? We don't, we don't believe in squeezing the, squeezing the lemon to get as much lemonade as possible. We want people to leave the clinic after their shift and still have part of themselves left in the tank. Like, I want you to be able to go home and be, you know, have energy to have dinner with your family, to go to your kid's basketball game, to go to the gym, to go for a hike, whatever it is that fulfills you, you are more than just your career. Right. And, um, yeah, so it's hard and it's going to be harder than you thought sister, but you're going to start creating the change that, that you want you want to see out there in the world and and it's and it's worth it it's worth those sleepless nights definitely dr katie cutter uh where can people learn more about booster pet where can they find you online oh yeah yeah so we have um of course a web page um www.boosterpet.com um i'm always happy for people to reach out to me directly so my email address is katie.cutter at boosterpet.com and that's k-a-t-i-e c-u-t-t-e-r and um yeah, I'd love, I mean, I love to talk about what we do. I love to share ideas and um, and have conversations about how we can make the space a better place. So I'm, I'm always encouraging people to, 
to reach out and um, let's let's get dialogues going. But even more important than that, like let's let's turn these dialogues into actual um you know, concepts that that start to change the space. Thanks so much for being here. Guys, thanks for tuning in and listening. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thanks, Andy. I super appreciate it. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Thanks uh, to Dr. Cutter for being here and sharing what she's doing. Um, Boy, uh, I, I got to sit with this one. This is, uh, it, it made me think about what the future in medicine is going to look like. And that's always exciting to me. So anyway, guys, take care of yourselves. Be well. I'll talk to you later on. Bye.